Everyone is talking about supply chain issues, and if you haven't already ordered holiday gifts for your loved ones, it's probably too late. Well, Boulevard Brewing Company is here to help. Need a gift to take those holiday dinners? Oh, need a gift to take to those holiday dinners? Skip the bottle of wine and take Tank 7 American Saison. A cork mix pack makes a great white elephant gift, and you know it will get stolen more than once. Those white elephant gifts, man, I, I struggle with that. It's hard. It's I, hard. I'm not good it's at It's hard the, spending money on them. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good one. That's a good one. The that's work. a good one. And it would get stolen more than once, at least. Uh -huh. um, if you still need a gift for that friend that has everything, head to the Boulevard Gift Shop and pick up a, a gift card in any amount. We have beer upstairs in the beer hall while you're there. Um, we've, we've got to do a little gift shopping at the Boulevard. We have. I'm constantly wearing the sweatshirt. I think it's like... Lots of good gifts. It's, I think one of us has always been wearing this sweatshirt that I'm wearing, if you watch the video, every time. So um, from shirts to hats to awesome sweatshirts, glassware to candles, the Boulevard Gift Shop has everything for everyone on your list. Can't make it to the brewery? Find everything you need at boulevard.com. Happy holidays. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans, presented by Boulevard Brewing Company. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is December 7th, and like I've been saying for at least a month and a half now, the defense is more fun to watch than the offense. It's true. It's and, true. And I was the first to say it. Kevin, you were the first to say uh, it. I you said it in the stands, uh, like a home game, I don't know, a month and a half ago. Who would okay. that have been? I don't know. Uh, probably the Giants. Yeah, the Giants sure. on Monday Night Football is when I said it. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, I declared it. the Chiefs defense is good. Um, the secondary is good. The defensive line is good. The linebackers. Jerron Reed now plays for the Chiefs. Yeah. That's I don't think exciting. that's... You, what'd you say? Trevon? Jerron. Jerron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the defense is good. Uh, the defense is good. I'm not taking so anything away from that. the defense. It's really fun to watch them okay. right now. All right. Uh, they play, uh, like, when third down comes, you know they're dialing something up. Yes. And you have a lot of confidence. Correct. In the defense, which is exciting. Yes. Um, when a, a quarterback takes a long drop, you're like, okay, we have a chance to get to him here uh, because our pass rush is actually good. Yes. Uh, that's very exciting. Uh, if it's fourth down, I mean, Denver convert, converted a few of them. Yes. Um, but... It's like, this is going to be exciting because we're going to stop them here. I have the confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really fun to watch when they're on defense. Yeah, we're, we're definitely bucking some trends, too, when it comes to defense because uh, the, the common thought is that you have to invest in, in cornerbacks. Uh -huh. We just haven't. We haven't. And earlier on in the season, when we were literally the worst defense that's ever existed, um, that was biting us in the butt. And now our defense is good, and Charverius Ward is like, the number one defender in, in stats such as like completion percentage allowed, expected completion percentage, yards per target, uh, passer rating, and tight window rate, like advanced stats. Uh, Charverius Ward looks very good in. And and then you just throw in DeAndre Baker. Yeah, now or, all of a sudden do we have depth at cornerback? Yeah, Rashad Vinton <laughs> or, or um, a, a number of different – Mike Hughes sometimes looks good, sometimes looks off. Like the first three games of the season, Mike Hughes looked like the worst cornerback of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, but now the defense is playing really good, and that's exciting. The point is – Defense is less stable than offense, uh -huh. and I w want a good offense again, and <laughs> I don't want to play complimentary football. I don't want to play um, close games where, where the defense is suffocating, and I would rather have a good, consistent offense mm -hmm. than a good defense because of what we're talking about. Like, what, 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 is, what is more likely— that we went from literally the worst defense of all time overnight to one of the best defenses in the NFL? Probably Seems not. Likely. We're probably, it's due to a lot of different things. It's due to playing backup quarterbacks. It's due to playing not as good teams uh, with, with, with as good of quarterbacks. Um, it's just, it's not you, sustainable. You talking, talking smack on Teddy Two Gloves? I'm talking a little smack on Teddy Two Gloves. I, I, I did not see one Teddy Bridgewater jersey. At no, not a, a single lot one. Of not Broncos a single one. jerseys, not a lot of active Broncos. Yes, correct. Jerseys. No, zero mm -hmm. active 
Broncos jerseys. Yep. I literally didn't see, see a single one. I saw one. more Tebow jerseys than active Broncos. Yeah, a lot of Von jerseys. Miller jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a lot of Shannon Sharp jerseys. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, a lot of John Elway jerseys. But but overall, like this is why we still leave these games not feeling great, or at least I don't. And you can tell it from the off. Like Mahomes, his press conference didn't look like he just won a game. Um, same with some of the other guys on the offense. Like Mahomes is clearly frustrated with drops and with with play calling and with rhythm and all those other things. And like Mahomes has said in every single press conference, uh, we are not playing our best football yet. And we haven't started playing our best football yet. And we've been making a lot of mistakes. And Andy Reid is saying the same thing. And he did also say, though, that it felt way better to win this game like this than to lose a shootout. I, I, I would love to talk to him. I mean, maybe that's true, but mm-hmm. like, you know, after he threw six touchdowns against the Rams in, in one of the greatest football games of all time, like you really like as a fan, I did not feel I feel better losing to the Rams 56 to 63 or whatever that score was than beating the Broncos 22 to nine and beating the Giants and beating the Redskins and beating sorry, the football, football team, team and beating a backup Jordan Love Packers. And like it's just it's just not it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. It de- being good at defense, there's a lot of randomness thrown in there. It, it depends a lot on the quarterback you're playing. It depends a lot, a lot on on other factors. Being good at offense, most of the time, is under your control. Mm-hmm. This year, it's been weird because we've had a lot of drops that have led to interceptions. Um, Happened again, Tyreek. We lead the NFL in that category. Mm-hmm. That's not anecdotal. That is statistically a fact. We leave the NFL lead the NFL in in um, the most amount of points given up via dropped passes and that and was so, another one entering the red zone yes mm-hmm. and we were in field goal range without a doubt blah 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 there was at least five or six drop passes yesterday mm-hmm. so there's some things that that are not going well on offense but i still am, am i'm still nervous like i still don't feel very confident in in this team right now do i still think that the offense can figure it out Yes. Yeah. Like, do I still think Mahomes is is going to figure it out? Yes, I do. So I still think we can be good, but like, I'm not, and I still think we can make a run, and I still think we can, we can, I still think we can win a Super Bowl. Like, I really do. I mm-hmm. still believe that, but it will not happen if the offense continues to play this way. We will not, winning ugly is not sustainable. Winning ugly is not something that, you want to be saying about your team as they're heading into the playoffs. And if your expectation is Super Bowl or bust, which is what our expectation is every year with Patrick Mahomes. And so the 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 point of it, the point of all this is to say, if the offense does not fix itself, we cannot make a deep run into the playoffs and we cannot win the Super Bowl. Yes, the defense playing good is awesome. Yes, uh, we, we've had some bad luck on offense, but if the offense doesn't figure it out, we cannot win the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. and it's cool that we have a good defense. And and it's true, Kev, like being out there. Teams have won ugly before and won watching, a lot of games. Watching the defense play is more fun than watching the offense. Mm-hmm. But if we want to win, I, I think it has to swap. I think yeah. I think the offense needs to be good again. They need to be better. Um, yes. I, I don't think this offense needs to be the 2018 offense by any stretch because we have a – a defense that in the last six games has been the top scoring defense. Like, yes, I, I don't think we're going to be the top scoring defense for the rest of the year, but we're going to mm-hmm. be a pretty good defense. Correct. Uh, so we don't need to be the 2018 Chiefs, but yeah, we have to be better than we are right now. It, just looking at the stat book or the box score yeah, was gross. disgusting last it's night. Disgusting. Leading wide receiver, Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams, six, three catches for 60 yards. Yep. I think Tyreek and Travis Kelsey had four or five catches between the two of for them. For 49 yards. Which was combined. Gross. Combined. That was gross. Yeah. It was uh, an ugly, ugly box I, score. And Mahomes was like 25 for 49, I think, uh, for like 180 yards. No, 15 for 29. 15 for 29. That's yeah. right. It was we ran 54 15%. plays on offense. Yeah. It's gross. Lost the time of possession. I'm surprised we That's won the gross. Game. But th- so our current six game, uh, six game scoring streak, or over the last six games, our offense has averaged nineteen point six points per game. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Yeah, remember when Mahomes didn't go like it took him like thirty games or something? No, I think like thirty eight or forty games to score under twenty points. Yeah, it was like the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now he's on a six game stretch averaging under twenty points. His best six game stretch for Mahomes 
was 38 points per game. Mahomes has done a stretch where the Chiefs have scored 38, Chiefs offense has scored 38 points per game in, in 2018, week six through 11. The average six game stro- scoring streak for Mahomes is 30 points per game. Right oh. now, we're at 19.6. Mm. It's not good. Not good. It's very frustrating. So, yes, am I happy the defense turned it around? Obviously. Um, I, you know, We've gone this whole time. I haven't even looked at my notes. I don't even know what I wanted to say about this game. <laughs> but but like you wanted to say we still won. So I wanted to say we still won. I wanted to say the secondary good is good. Um, I wanted to say that our scripted plays, our first drive, very good, has been really good for the like six weeks in a row. But but everything else stinks. The second drive was pretty good too, but everything else stinks. Um, the offense really doesn't do anything good other mm-hmm. than the first drive of yeah. the game. Yeah. That's really uh, it. Mahomes missed a couple throws where he could have had big plays to Tyreek. Uh, I, I, I rewatched. He got hit on the elbow on he the Tyreek one. Yeah. Okay. On the uh, bomb. That was a sure I'm touchdown we to Tyreek. see from our seats. We were so close yeah. to the action. Mahomes scored right in front of us, too. Mm-hmm. I looked at... I think we're probably on TV on that. But, no, we're uh, not. Oh, we're not? Nah. It's too hard to pause on the... Uh, uh, NFL Game Pass. It's, app, it's so. one of the worst apps of all time. Uh, it's like the NFL actively wants you to not enjoy their product by making Game Pass as awful of an app yep. as possible that yep. you're paying ninety nine dollars a month a, week, a year for. Um, my other thoughts: the um, not going for it at the end of the first half, disgusting. Andy <laughs> Reid not uh, going for it on fourth and one uh, in the second half, disgusting. Kicking um, a 26-yard field yeah, goal. Yeah, kicking a 26-yard yeah. field goal. Well, we made the two-score game a two-score game with that field goal. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. Gotta so do it. Um, anyways, I just want the confidence back. I mean, Mahomes essentially has been a game-managing quarterback over the last four, five, six weeks other than the, the Raiders game. I think he used the, the term manage the game, too, in his press yeah. conference. And I don't want that. I don't want that. Andy and Eric Bieniemy are being too conservative in their game plan. They need to let Mahomes be Mahomes. All the talk about Mahomes needing to stay into the pocket has kept him from being himself where he runs out of the pocket and then does something cool. cool. Yeah. And so I want Mahomes to go back to leaving the pocket and doing cool shit. And I want a better game plan and I want the Chiefs offense to be better. It'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be really fun. Uh, Uh, But it's a 13 point win in the NFL. Double up up and score. Uh, Sounds like you're focused on the results, Kev, I'm not, I, not the know, process. I, I think you... The you, process is somewhere, more important than the product. It's somewhere in the middle. It's not 100% either way. I, I agree the process is important, but it's also about results. It's also about results, so... Um, all right. Um, so, and we got sweet seats, so that was pretty cool. Okay, Except, thoughts on that? Um, definitely had to dial it back. A little bit. Yes. Um, there's a there's lot of families and kids down in the lower A lot of bowl. family and kids. So we got a seat upgrade. We had better. We took these nice seats for the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of families, a lot of kids. You got to dial it back. Yeah. It's not Raytona Beach. Caddy corner from the tunnel. Yeah. Um, kind of in the end zone, basically. Yeah. But uh, the players look huge. The players are massive. Like yeah. Travis Kelsey is the biggest human being He's I've huge. ever seen. Well, not as big as Melvin Ingram's butt. Yeah, Melvin Ingram's butt is enormous. It's big. Uh, and, yeah, Orlando Brown is insane. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, How big he is standing next to CEH. That's hilarious. But here's what I'll say. I like our seats up, up, up I like the upper view. deck better. I like the view It's really there. hard when you're on the lower bowl It's re- and you're in I the corner. I have corner. no idea how far the play goes. Yeah, for. it's really hard to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. When, when you're watching from Raytona Beach, from the th- third level, yep. you see everything. You see the plays develop. It's like watching the All-22. Mm-hmm. I prefer it up there. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, I would have felt self-conscious taking my shirt down off downstairs. For sure. So No way. Glad we got back up to Raytona Beach. Yes. Um, all right, uh, let's move into some openings this week. Uh, we've got, uh, well, finally opening their doors uh, for Buck O'Neill's the Hall of Fame. Even though, so he's elected into the Hall of Fame, voted in officially. Yes, even Buck though O'Neill, already, John already, Buck O'Neill. Is it John Buck O'Neill? Mm-hmm. John even though Buck. he <laughs> John Buck is a Hall of Famer. As of last night, John two nights ago, John Buck O'Neill is a Hall of Famer. Even though he's already got a... a I believe it's like a full-size statue there of him already. Okay. He's already in the Hall of Fame, but now he's officially, officially in. Uh, did you know he's the first black major league coach? I didn't know that. Back in 1962? I didn't know that. So the, For the fact Chicago that it Cubs. took this long to get the guy who broke the color barrier 
for coaching into the Hall of Fame is too bad, but uh, excited and happy that Buck is finally in like he deserves to be. Deservedly so. He missed out by one vote in 2006, mm -hmm. uh, and then tragically passed away uh, a couple months after that. So he, he I hope never... whoever voted no knows that. I hope they do, too. And they have to uh, that. But yeah, Buck O'Neill, obviously a Kansas City legend for his time at the Mon Monarchs, but he's been involved in the game of baseball for 70 years. Um one of the best ambassadors for the game. And I feel like that term gets overused a lot. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he's an ambassador for the game. There, There is no one who is more of an ambassador for not only the Negro Leagues, but but baseball in general than Buck O'Neill. Uh, the Ken Burns documentary called Baseball. It's just mm -hmm. a movie called Baseball. Heavily features Buck O'Neill because of uh, how good of a storyteller he is and how much he knows about the game and how much he cares about baseball. Um, so that part of him... Uh, is obviously legendary and worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. He was a all-star for the Monarchs at first base. He was a player manager. He served. He left baseball, served in the Navy for two years, came back, continued to play, continued to manage, was the first black coach in Major League Baseball with the Chicago Cubs, uh, was a scout for the Royals forever, uh, just an absolute legend. Buck O'Neill. Dude, the coolest thing, too, was, or one of the coolest things was just they announced it at the game last night or at Arrowhead oh, and the crowd true. went nuts. Yep. Like he got a huge applause, a standing ovation from the crowd at Arrowhead. And that was really, really cool. Seeing all the other people, Bob Kendrick, Joe uh, Posnanski, Ken Burns, all these other people who have been uh, trying to get Buck into the hall of fame. Um, he's now in and everyone loves him for it. And uh, I mean, everyone loves Buck O'Neill, the founding of the Negro leagues baseball museum in Kansas city, uh, he's an absolute legend. Uh, baseball righted their wrong of not getting him into the Hall of Fame. And uh, yeah, just love to see it. Yep, you sure do. Um, all right. Also opening, we've got, uh, let's keep the good vibes going, the giving machine uh, in Crown Center. Yes. So it's like a vending machine for uh, providing, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Goods and services, goods and services to for charities. Charities, okay. Yeah. So I mean, we've got we've got a barbecue vending machine in Kansas yeah. City. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get a lot of shitty things out of vending machines, like true um, funyuns, and not a never had a full bag of funyuns. No, before. no. Yeah. Uh, and uh, soda pop, not good. Yeah. Pop. Texas bun, the the big Texas. Yeah, not yeah. good. Uh, the giving machine is a, uh, a vending machine. They're in Crown Center, uh, and you can basically do a random instant act of kindness. So you swipe your credit card, you pick from these different cards in the vending machine, like, like cardboard cards that say that are gifts and donations of goods and services, anywhere from $10 to $300. Um, yeah, you can go from personal care items for $45. You can buy a family a computer. Buy someone a therapy session. Uh, I'm food not a computer. For a day. Stop uh, all the downloading. <laughs> so really, uh, transportation for somebody. So all these awesome things. Yeah, uh, after school care, winter coats, mm -hmm. um, some local charities that are, are receiving the benefit of this. Don Bosco, we've had on the pod. Yeah, we have uh, Hope House, Operation Breakthrough, Hope Faith Ministries are just some of the local ones that are benefiting from these giving machine or the giving machine, which again, it's at Crown Center. I think it's like right outside the ice skating rink, close yeah. to the tree, all right in the heart of it. So uh, yeah, keep the good vibes going. Mm -hmm. um, or yeah, I know. So go be festive, see the mayor's tree, do a little ice skating and, and do a little good. Man, uh, I suck at ice skating. I'm okay. I'm okay. I haven't been in probably I can't five really years stop. or so. I can't really stop. You just got to slam into the boards. And uh, I, I don't have much of a desire to go because the amount of fun I could have compared to the amount of injury mm -hmm. I could have is offsetting. It, or it's not offsetting. Yeah. The, the risk for injury is way too great. Yeah. I think like... And, the, and the level of fun is average. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think whenever I watch um, hockey, I'm like... At least I can walk, mm -hmm. which is like the, and I can run, which yeah. are like the, the main ways to move around a basketball court, a football field, a baseball diamond yeah. are walking and running on my feet. Like I can't even do the necessary action to move around 
yeah. a hockey rink. Mm -hmm. So like seeing hockey professional hockey players like skate backwards and this the amount of skill that they that they use the most underrated athletes it's unbelievable to me. yeah like it, it seriously blows my go try to ice skate and then watch a, a hockey game and just be like i can't even do the basic function that is required to be on the playing surface yeah can't underrated, even do it underrated athletes um, now I, I obviously you know i can't dunk but but i can shoot a three can i can a shoot a three mm -hmm. put a stick in my hand and a puck on ice skates, I can't even do the main function. Nope. Um, all right. Also opening up, we've got the, okay, the drunk orchestra. Yes, sir. So what's happening here? I was trying to figure this out. Basically, uh, the drunk orchestra. Is that what it sounds like it is? Yeah. So it is the social symphony of Kansas City. Okay. The social symphony of Kansas City. You can fo follow them on, on Instagram or Facebook, but they are just like a community symphony that is... Um, just kind of started in 2018. Uh, musicians who are not uh, part of, you know, a real symphony have regular day jobs, but they want to play in a group again. Maybe okay. they haven't played as part of a group since like high school or something like that. So this kind of started as a community symphony and it's just a bunch of fun people who wanted to get together and, and play shows around Christmas time. So um, they are doing a show December 12th. So this Sunday, at 4.30 at Rochester Brewing and Roasting Company down in the crossroads. Mm -hmm. um, it is, again, uh, it's like movie, uh, Christmas movie music. And I think they're going to probably play some video clips and stuff and play music from Christmas mo movies. Um, all ages are welcome to the show, so even though it's called Drunk Orchestra and it's at a, a brewery, um, all ages are welcome to the show. Sun Sunday, December 12th at 4.30 at Rochester Brewing and Roasting Company. That's uh, the Drunk Orchestra, Social Symphony of Kansas City. Uh, and then it sounds like they'll sing some carols as well. Oh, they're going to sing some carols? I think so, and I think that's when the audience gets to participate. That's nice. Okay. And hopefully, or, and then I think the audience will have been at the brewery for a little bit, gotten a couple beverages in them. Start that's singing louder. That's drunkenly, drunken... Um, orchestra comes yeah in. oh yeah. got it okay yeah yeah i uh, yeah i mean that's that's very uh i mean that's what every family does on christmas eve right you stand, you get you get boozed up on specialty cocktails uh maybe some eggnog and then you sing some christmas and, carols. Then, you, and then you stand around the piano and you sing christmas carols mm -hmm. and you get yell and you yell at everyone for not taking it seriously enough yep. if they're not taking do you hear what i hear uh seriously enough yeah uh, harmonize. Find your tone. Find your tone. Find your key. Or if you try to harmonize and you're not a harmonizer, get out. Then, then you get yelled at by the good singers who are harmonizers. Yep. Uh, this is an entire ordeal at our family's Christmas Eve. Um, it is very serious. Yep. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Start practicing. Very serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, all the Ritz is out there. Start practicing. Start don't practicing. mess up. Don't mess. And don't it up. mess around. The words it's not haven't funny. changed. It's not funny. The either. Words haven't changed. If you go super low, it's not funny. The words haven't changed. Um, all right. Uh, closing. Uh, we've got uh, the the major league major league baseball locked out. Lockout. Uh, you were there at Kauffman Stadium today. Yes. Any uh, so on on the uh, website. You don't see players' pictures anymore, anything like that. Like it's all gone. Yes. Is it the same at uh, Kaufman? Yes. There's no they just erased. The, the there's players. no players. We did a tour of the locker room or the clubhouse. There's no player names anywhere. There's no player images anywhere. Um, yeah, the MLB is in a lockout situation. Um, first lockout since I think 1990. 94. That was a player strike. Okay. Different so than different. a lockout. Okay. Um, first lockout since 90. Here's the thing. Okay. The only losers in this whole situation are us. Uh-huh. The only losers are fans. And people on Twitter who are, and people in general who are just like 100% the owners and Rob Manfred are wrong, those people are wrong. If you are 100% back everything the players are doing, obviously that's not right. Mm -hmm. If you 100% back the owners, obviously that's not, not right. But like people, it's like one of those situations where people get on Twitter and it's like who can support the players the loudest? The hardest. And who, yeah. can, who can rip Rob Manfred the hardest? Mm -hmm. Like who can go? And, and in reality, like all negotiating, everyone is 
um, putting their stake in way further away than reality so that hopefully some part of the deal. Yeah. So hopefully somewhere you meet in the middle, but like everyone is greedy except the fans. The fans are the, are the only ones who are losing here. The players mm. aren't losing. The owners aren't losing. They're both going to win. They're both going to win. Uh, it's just the extent to which they do win. And, and it sucks. It sucks because the players are right. The players are right. Um, Younger players should get paid sooner, mm-hmm. and teams shouldn't be able to manipulate service time. Um, Rob Manfred is right. Uh, doing the lockout now is better. The furthest away from from actual baseball, doing the yeah. lockout now is better than doing it in April or March. So we don't miss baseball. Um, the players, the, the the owners are right um, that the MLB players union has by far the best deal in sports. Yep. Like if I, if I were to go guaranteed to guaranteed contracts, all guaranteed contracts, insane amounts of money. If I were to go to a, 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 a like a team's website and look up salary information, I would know like there'd be, there'd be four or five guys on the team that I've never heard of in my entire life that are making like $15 million a year. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Moustakis is making $18 million a year. He got a four-year contract, $18 million per. I don't even know if he's a regular player. I don't know if he's playing at an all-star level. I'm a Mike Moustakis fan, and I don't even know if he's good or not, and he's making $18 million a Pretty year. Pretty sweet deal. Pretty sweet deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at one point, it was a funny comparison. At Jamal Charles, his peak, mm-hmm. he was making about the same or less than Bruce Chin was. Yeah, well, probably so, way less. Baseball players got it good. Yeah, probably way. So that's that's also true. Um the the um the owners are also right that like the lottery is a good idea for a draft mm-hmm. um the salary cap floor that makes a lot of sense so that teams have to be competitive um and the the players are wrong in the sense the players want to lower the or extend the luxury tax mm-hmm. um so so that, that they can basically raise yeah and the players yeah. want to eliminate uh or, or remove less pro or revenue sharing across mm-hmm. the board so that the rich teams can spend more money on players. Well, who does that hurt? That hurts small market teams like us. Mm-hmm. If the, the, the less revenue sharing going on, the less we have to the spend less, on players, the less the Royals get, the less revenue sharing going on, the more the Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees, mm-hmm. Tigers can spend on players. So player spending goes up, but we get screwed. So like, no one is right. Obviously, the, the the owners wanting to lower the luxury tax ceiling, that's that's in their favor because uh-huh. then they get to spend less money and that, that essentially creates a soft salary cap that's there. So, like, everyone's greedy. Everyone sucks. Everyone loses or everyone, everyone wins except the fans. Yep. The players are going to win. The players are going to get more money. The owners are going to win. Revenues are up. The fans are the losers. We spend more money at the ballpark. We spend more money trying to watch the games. Good luck watching the games. Yeah. And so everyone wins except the fans. That's the situation that the MLB has created. And that sucks. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And so if you're one of these people that's like, Rob Manfred sucks. The owners suck. They're so greedy. Yes. Of course you're right. Mm-hmm. But also the players are also not on the same page as you. The players do not care about you, Mr. Fan. They do not at all. They care about their money going up. So everyone wins except the fans. Fans lose. Yep. And uh, there's my my rant. There's my rant. Yeah. That's it. And then, and then um, also Mr. Fan, we're going to need more money from you to, to try to figure out a way to watch the game. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pay for uh, Bally sports app. And when Bally sports app inevitably crashes multiple times a year, no, there's going to be no refunds. Also, uh, MLB blackout rules will probably still apply. Uh-huh. And if you live in the city, uh, or, or you won't be able to watch some teams based off of where I just you want live. a universal DH to come out of this. <laughs> That's my big thing. I don't want to watch pitchers hit anymore. So give me the DH. Look at this. Everywhere. I'm like spilling all yeah, over myself trying to drink. Foaming at the mouth and in anger. You're a mess. Um, all right. Uh, let's move into a little what we try this week. Uh, this week, I got to try... Uh, I was hopping along Johnson Drive, um, which, you know, full of some great bars, great restaurants. Yes. Um, a new one uh, that we talked about was Wing, uh, is a Wing Stand, I believe. 
Yes, Wingstand. Wingstand. We talked about it. We talked about it, which was a kind of a branch off of Jefferson's, which is a Lawrence um, Wings and Oyster place. There's one up north as well. So this wing stand is just strictly really tenders, boneless wings, traditional wings, chicken sandwiches. Yes. Um, that's basically the menu. It's right next to Soli's on Johnson Drive. Uh, they've got they're a, like four feet apart. Yeah, they've got a partnership. So basically, at Soli's, they've got QR codes with the wing stop or wing stand menu. Scan that, and then you can order food over to Soli's from Wingstand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the double dipped uh, sandwich uh, is what I ordered. No wings? You didn't get wings? No, I wanted the chicken sandwich because okay. it looks so good. Because okay. they. Um, fry it, sauce it, and then fry it again. That's what they do with the wings, too. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. Um, comes in a nice little box with fries, too. What kind of sauce did you get? Uh, I got some ranch. Uh, no, don't don't you, doesn't it? It comes with ranch on it. And, it's not battered uh, in another sauce? So it's just got the their wings? turbo sauce. Yes, okay. Um, and it's got um, like a ranch and a mild sauce that they put on top of it, kind of mm-hmm. like a wing sauce. Uh, and the pickles were really good, too. I'm not a pickle guy at all. Hmm. But these were pickles that you couldn't really. It seemed like they were making them in house, maybe or something like making that. Making pickles, maybe. Like growing the cucumbers, you think? No, like you know, okay. just put them in vinegar. Gotcha. Uh, but they were good. And I'm not a pickle guy, but I actually enjoyed the the crunch and the flavor of the pickles on this. So uh, the double dip sandwich was phenomenal. Um, and yeah, really good bun, good fries. See, and I think a very good ranch. Too. I think you um, you had an easy excuse to go ahead and splurge. And get wings and too. get wings too. Yeah. And just like if you eat half the sandwich and then like you eat six wings and you feel miserable, like you did I, it for the pot. I had to do it for the you pot. did it for the content. So you really missed an opportunity there not to go Dang, sandwich right. and wings. Um and then I, I I got it and walked down to Sand Hills Brewing, which is right on Johnson Drive too, a nice little brewery there, and got their Kansas IPA. Really good beer as well. One beer? Just one beer. Wow. The Just moderation you you've uh you've shown yeah. on I really, on Johnson Drive. I know. Because, uh, uh, I mean, I just had a limited amount of time. Wanted to get a beer, have a nice little uh, mission day. So, okay. uh, very nice spot. Mission is hopping. It's hopping. Um, that sounds awesome. It was um, good. It was good. Go other than it. other than your choices of, of not getting the wings. I should have got the wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear about them. Mm-hmm. I guess you got to go back. I got to go For back For the sake now. of the pot. Now, there's another excuse. Um, all right. We can come up with excuses. We've got yes. that. If I want to indulge man, and be super fat and order three who, entrees. Got a lot of excuses to eat extra. Yes. Mm-hmm. And drink extra. Yes. I've got a lot you, of There's probably excuses. like three other beers you could have tried at mm-hmm. Sand Hills. Um, all right. Um, speaking of eating a lot um, and trying good food, new food. I had the town company this weekend. Oh, yeah. The town company. You had like a 10-course meal. Yeah, that's right. The town company uh, is the new restaurant that's in Hotel Kansas City. Um, it, it is um, on the first floor of that new hotel in yeah. KC. We interviewed somebody about it, right? No. No. No, <laughs> no, we did not. We did not interview anyone about that. Um don't even go and Don't look it look up. Look at it. We had a, a little run there where we had some guests get canceled. Oh yep. well, uh-huh. um, we didn't. The guests, we, didn't. yeah, the guests got canceled. Yeah. Um, the town company is. It's a revelation. Wow! It is the most exciting new restaurant that Kansas City has ever had. Wow! And it is very delicious. Now, I'm about to sound super. Pretentious. Pretentious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm about to sound uh, like I think I'm better than you. Okay. Because I am. But the town company is, uh, I'm just kidding. But the town company, it, it's unbelievable. Like the the the, re- the whole restaurant experience, cannot recommend it enough. So we started with, also we got hooked up and got a couple free free champagnes to start. Pie. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got a free salad, not a big deal. But it was probably like the cheapest thing on their menu. Like, yeah, we'll give this guy some free. Yeah. But started with a squash. Let's, let's not be crazy. They only have like 2,000 Instagram followers. Yeah, yeah. We're not giving them a free steak. No, not a free, yeah, not a free entree. So we started with the squash, feta, and arugula salad. So, so it's like small plates. So it's essentially small plates. The menu is just like 10 to 12 rotating items, just whatever they have. They try to shop from local farms or, or buy their produce and, and uh, meat from local farms. Um, so that's a big thing that they do. So the menu is really constantly rotating. And it's just like the menu is literally one page with just like 10 items listed right in the middle of it. 
Oh, okay. That's it. Looks so, like uh like okay. Yeah, it looks like a poem in the middle of a, a mm -hmm. of a of a page. Yeah. Um squash feta arugula salad is what we started with. So these are all small plates. Then we moved on to lamb sausage skewers. Then we had some scallops and brown butter. Uh we had a smoked egg with trout eggs on top. Egg on egg, like chicken eggs with trout eggs yeah, on them. Yeah. Little, you know, fish eggs. Yeah. Um then we had some dumplings. Uh, then we had some steak. Mm -hmm. Then we had the duck. Duck was the best food that I've ever, one of the best pieces of food I've ever had in my entire life. So this entire meal, uh, it was just incredible. It was one of the best restaurant experiences, if not the best restaurant experience I've ever uh, participated in. Amazing cocktails. Mm -hmm. The vibe and ambiance is just like, it's so much more fun than like a steakhouse. What's what's the vibe? Do they got music going? Yeah, so it's like a smaller restaurant. Is, is there a lot of traffic coming in? No, I bet the hotel. No, I bet because it's kind of tucked away and it's kind of like hidden in the back of the of the hotel. And I bet it only seats like fifty to sixty people. Mm -hmm. um, and the kitchen is just like open for everyone to see. Like you can see the entire kitchen. Yeah. The kitchen is and the is basically in the dining room and you see the entire kitchen. There's a wood fire grill going where everything is cooked. You can hear the the chefs and the uh the sous chefs like saying, I need two oysters, one lamb sausage, and they're like prepping all that in five. And you know, it's like a TV show. It's That's awesome. It's incredible. The food, uh, or sorry, the the music is like it's basically like I plugged in my my phone. Like it's like <laughs> it's like it's like uh very much like millennial alternative rock. Like there's white stripes, the Lumineers, uh John Mayer, Leon Bridges. Like that was like kind of the I playlist. Need that playlist. The the servers are super fun. That's They're, my Spotify rap. I know. The 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 servers and the staff are super fun. They're they're interactive. They mess with you. They I spilt some uh some beet sauce on my That's not coming out. On my sweater. She gave me uh, salsa water or and soda uh, water, soda water and a uh, and a Tide pen. Wow, that's just clutch. incredible. They were very fun. They were like joking around. Um, it, it's just like it's a more fun experience than than like an Eddie V's or a Stock Hill or a Capital, where it's like white tablecloths and very formal. This is like it's much more uh, intimate. It's a much smaller restaurant than any of those, and um, it's just. It, it the, the ambiance is great. It's incredible. It's great. Can't recommend it enough. That's the town company in Hotel Kansas City. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got our Kansas City of the week this week uh, is Q39's Rob McGee, who uh, passed away this week. A certain, certainly a legend in the Kansas City barbecue world. Very influential in Kansas City. Uh, and uh, sad, sad to hear the news. But man, I I love Q39. Uh, and yeah, sad to hear about Rob McGee. Yeah, Rob McGee. He's been, you know, featured on a lot of the TV shows that have come to Kansas City and, mm -hmm. and featured Q39. Um, he passed came up, away. Came up through the competition scene, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, so he passed away. Um, Q39 announced it, I think, on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday after a five-year battle with colon cancer. Um, but yeah, I mean, he came in. I always thought that, like, to break into the Kansas City barbecue scene and to be like considered and talked about with Jack Stack, Arthur Bryant's, Joe's, Gates, Gates, um, you know that that is that is uh, it's almost impossible to do. I didn't think like anyone ever would. And when Q thirty nine opened, they were immediately like thrown yeah, into that how conversation. They yeah. got thrown into that conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that that was all Rob McGee. He he's classically trained. He worked in restaurants for thirty years. He was the executive chef at a hotel, but he also started a barbecue team called Munchin' Hogs. Hey, if your barbecue name isn't a slightly sexual pun, then you're doing yeah, it wrong. you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. They won 52 barbecue awards over about 12 years of competing in barbecue competitions, um, including a couple of like overall grand champion, the whole United States. So. Um, yeah, uh, uh, just a legend of, of Kansas City uh, barbecue um, in a short amount of time, built a, um, a legendary status. That's Rob McGee, who passed away um, this past weekend from Q39. He's our Kansas City of the week. Um, all right, uh, let's move into our, our next segment, a new segment, a little Boulevard beer segment. Who deserves a beer? 
It's your favorite football player, everybody's favorite football player, Dan Sorensen. The the Boulevard the Brewing has, Company, who deserves a beer this week? It's Dan Sorensen. It is. Uh, the guy who just, he, he won't, he's always going to be in your life. Yes. Like, you can't get rid of this guy. Uh, when you thought you did, when we thought we got rid of him and Juan Thornhill started playing all those snaps, and Dan Sorensen's snap cap went, count went way, way down. Now, all of a sudden, here he is, just making plays. He's had a couple interceptions lately now, too. Took one to the house last night with one of the worst celebrations I think I've ever seen. Oh, you're so wrong, dude. You liked it? it I loved his celebration. Cringe. It was cringe. No way, dude. I cringe. loved it. I guess, it's a, I guess it's a meme. It is. It is a meme. Uh, I didn't know that. No, and someone tagged him in a video. Well, I saw the video, but I don't feel like he's impersonating that guy. Oh, I thought he was. No, because the video just... was released before the game. Okay. Yes, I think uh, maybe. I just thought he resembled that by coincidence because of how bad it looked. No, I and think I thought they both were just cringe and they were. That's no, the I love the celly. Nah. I love the celebration. I'll give Dan Sorensen this beer because. Um, yeah, I mean, this doesn't doesn't change the fact that he still stinks. Let's not forget that. Mm -hmm. he He's stinks. still not good at his position on the football field and on the football team of playing safety. Um, but great pick. I loved the celly. I mm -hmm. loved the celebration. Um, going yeah. to the house. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. It was it was better than I thought. I was like, I didn't think he'd do any celebration. Props to Dan. Uh, and you know, got the you know who got the assist. Ben Neiman. Ben Neiman. With the tip. Did you see the... Uh, because or else the guy actually got pretty open yeah. uh, running through Dan mm -hmm. Sorensen's zone, but uh, with the tip. With the tip. He was there. He was there. Did you see the, me uh, the meme? It was uh, Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman, and it was the picture of Dwayne Wade throwing the alley-oop to LeBron James. I did see that. And Dwayne, you know, doing this, and LeBron just slamming it, and it was Ben Neiman and Dan Sorensen, and it just... It was the perfect, the perfect Just meme. Kiss. Yeah, it was for good. that for that situation. So yeah, Dan, you've you've dealt with a lot of shit this year, deservedly so. Mm -hmm. But congrats! I think he has uh, five um, pick sixes since 2016, which is second most in the NFL. Yeah, uh, which is incredible. It's hilarious. Uh, my favorite one is still the one against the Raiders where. Uh, their tight end just didn't run a route. And yeah, Derek Carr threw it to him. That's one. Of, that's still my favorite highlight. It's yeah. awesome. Um, so good. Yeah. Um, all right, we got our personal pine tars. Damn it, mine didn't save. I wrote it down, and now I can't remember it. So I'll let you go first. Okay, my personal well, pine tar. Well, I start to think of it, so I might not be listening. Pay to attention. You. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll just talk directly into the camera here. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. My personal pine tar this week. Okay, so during, because of COVID, we have um, a, a cleaning crew that comes into the office more frequently. And like mm -hmm. during the middle of the day, they come in and they clean the bathrooms and stuff during the day. Well, I'm at the office taking a crap. Yeah. Taking an office poop. I don't love an office poop, but taking an office it's poop. Necessary evil. Um, as I'm on, like right when I sat down, um, the, the, the cleaning service... Uh, the cleaning crew comes in, knocks on the door, and is like, um, you know, cleaning, anyone in here? And I was like, yep, occupied. Um, so, you know, I'm in there on my phone, reading Twitter, reading a couple Reddit threads, you know, going down, taking my time like mm -hmm. I do on an office crap. Like we all do. Uh -huh. We all been there. Yeah. Get done, wash my hands, all that good stuff. Come out. The cleaning crew has just been, they didn't move on. Oh boy. They did not move on to the They've next bathroom. There. They've just been camping there, making small talk with some of the employees whose cubicles are right there. Oh no. So the, everyone there knows exactly how long I was in the bathroom mm -hmm. because the cleaning crew made a, you know, cleaning, anyone in here? You know, big shout. Occupado. Occupado. Mm -hmm. And then they just, they just camped out there. So they were there. There was a, there was basically a red light on the outside of the door that said, that said, someone is in here pooping this entire time because the let's cleaning wait crew. To see who it is. Let's wait. To see. So then I walk out, and you know, I'm like, oh crap, the cleaning crew is still here. The cleaning crew is making small talk with everyone, so everyone knows how long I was. And and the lady goes, uh, anyone else in there? I'm like, nope, no, it's just me. It was it's just, just me it was just me the entire the 15 minutes in there. Uh, thank you for being even louder when I exited. 
uh, so that everyone can see me. Uh, so yeah, um, that, there's my uh, there's my personal pine tar. I know that there's, I, there's a few employees um, that listen to the show. So that was me, guys. That was me in there. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's my personal pine tar. That's pretty good. Uh, you had me engaged, so I can't remember mine. Uh, but something bothered me this week, and I got upset about it when I shouldn't have. So uh, it's your guess what it was. Just but it imagination. Just um, let your imagination run wild. Driving related. Uh, I thought it was maybe game related. Uh, Tailgate related. I mean, like, food related. No, not really. Uh, poop related. I mean, a lot of our personal pet That is ours. true. I, I do talk about poop a lot. Um, but I, I, I can't remember it. All right. So, um, all right. We do have our mixed plate coming up next. Uh, mixed plate of Christmas movies. Let's do it. Tis the season. I'm trying to watch more this year. I didn't okay. watch enough last year, and I made a mental note of it. So this year, I'm trying to watch more. I've already watched a couple. So here we go. Okay. Mixed plate of Christmas movies. Uh, I believe this is my episode 136. Oh, boy. Okay, uh, so I, I, as I was doing research for this, mm-hmm. there's not as many Christmas movies as you think. Uh, good ones. Yeah. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of good um, ones. Also, let's do, let's just do one like non-Christmas movie, Christmas movie. Why? So that it's not all non-Christmas movie, Christmas movies. Mine are all Christmas movies. Okay. That's what the mixed plate is. Yeah, I know, movie. but you know how they, you know, you know, like. Like Die- Saving Private Ryan's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's like the diehard Christmas movie. Yeah. That whole stupid conversation. I'm not going to have that debate. Are you going to include any movies like that in your list? Uh, I don't have any of those. Do all your movies like have like Christmas in the story? Yes. Okay. But you don't have to, I guess. Okay. Let the chips fall where they may. Which I thought it was. I thought I had way better nachos than you last week. Yeah. And you smoked me in that vote. Well, one of one, Grand Falloon. It's tough. Yeah. Oh, well, mine were better still. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, this is my. Uh, it's creeping up there, and like the one of the movies that I have to watch uh, every Christmas season now. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, it ages well, mm. uh, which is you know dicey these days. Like, is a movie from back then going to age well? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it does. I thought the themes hold up well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more relatable than I expected. Uh, still, so uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Still holds up. It's a classic. Yeah, I've only seen that movie once. It's really good. I need to rewatch it. The acting is so good. I can't remember that actor. Jimmy name. Stewart. He's so good. Yeah, he's so good. I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy Stewart. Uh, I don't know his name, but he's in a. He was like in a. James yeah, James Stewart. Stewart. Yep, yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, me number one for me. Um, Mary Hatch is also a babe. Oh really? Babe City. Oh yeah. Mary Mary Hatch. Yeah, who he marries? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, meet number one for me. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not pandering. I'm not pandering. I'm just going with my honest gut. Yeah. What it is. It's elf. It's good. Elf is my favorite Christmas movie. It's freaking hilarious. It, it definitely holds up. It is, it is hilarious from start to finish. It Mm -hmm. is a very funny movie. Um, it's perfectly cast. Uh, it is, Everything is great about it. I love everything about it. Uh, Blonde Zoe Deschanel, love that too. And um, yeah, I just, I love everything about Elf. I'm in for it. Uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing. James Caan has, you know, it's just a perfect movie. I yeah, love Elf. I'm not really going to apologize good. for it. Like the creativity to come up with that scene where they're in the winter wonderland and he's real and he's got the claymation figures around him, uh, yeah. like the snowman and 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 the, the whale and all that. It's just it's just perfect. It's yeah. so creative. It's so funny. It's so clever. Uh, yeah, I love Elf. You got to watch the the Netflix special on how it was made. Yeah, it's it really is very good. good. Yeah, really good. All right, my meet number two here. I'm going with uh, the Grinch, wow. the Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch. No, just kidding. The Jim Carrey version. I love this movie. <laughs> uh, the Grinch with Jim Carrey. It, it's hilarious from start to finish. I even I cry every time that uh, the mayor makes fun of Kid Grinch. Mm-hmm. That that scene tugs at my heartstrings mm-hmm. a lot. Poor little baby Grinch. Mm-hmm. Um, really gets to me. 
Uh, it's it's the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, it's uh, it is so quotable. The scene, also. the scene where Jim Carrey's, you know, trying to talk himself out of going to the uh, to the to the ball is or the the big celebration is so funny. The amount of just like little lines that sneak in, yeah, that are so hilarious, uh, gets me every time. It's one of those where I keep watching and I find something funny that I didn't know about yeah. before. We had so uh, much built into that we had uh there's a big uh group picture this is this is relatable to no one uh <laughs> absolutely no one but uh there's a big group picture from a wedding so it's like the end of a wedding and it's our big friend group and everyone is like pretty pretty toasty and i've just been dancing and a little sweaty and one of our friends who is is holding on to some hair up top <laughs> his hair is just like straight up in the air and <laughs> And someone just commented under the under the photo with a picture of Baby Grinch because he looks exactly <laughs> like Baby Grinch, and I can't get it out of my head. Oh, man. Um, all right, so my very maybe, relatable, great. Story. Maybe number two. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just again not pandering. Uh, Christmas Vacation. I freaking love Christmas Vacation. Uh, again, it's one of those movies that uh, I don't. I don't think if you were to show that movie to someone for the first time, they would necessarily think like it's laugh out loud funny mm -hmm. um, because, but it is, again, I think it's so clever. This is a movie too, where there's a lot of like little subtle things that are, that are very funny in it. Um, I, I mean, I have to watch it every single year. It's on my, you know, definitely going to watch it every single year list. And, uh, and yeah, tons of, tons of quotes from that movie. That's one of those movies too, that you'll show it to someone who's never seen it. And they'll be like, Oh, that's what that's from. Like I never yeah. knew what that quote uh -huh. was from. Uh, it's it's someone will say shitter's fault. That's where that. Yeah, that's from. where that's from. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Or or I don't know, Margot. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just just a great movie. Or if uh, or the anytime someone asks like, hey, where are you going to put that? And you yeah. can drop the bend, bend over, over and, and I'll show, show you. you. Yeah, it's it's full. Of them. <laughs> uh, all right, side number one here. I already got this one under my belt this holiday season. Home Alone. Yep. Uh, it's a classic. I enjoy it for the quotability, the slapstick comedy. It it never fails. It to never be funny. fails. It, it'll put you in a good mood no matter what. Marv and Harry beating each other up going through that house is just the funniest thing to yep. me. It'll never not be funny to me. Um, I love trying to find plot holes, of course, yeah. in Home Alone, like yeah. him ordering a pizza when the phone's down. Mm which allegedly the phone lines were back up, people are saying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Then why weren't they continuing to call the house to try to find him? They'd moved on. I guess so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So plot holes, fun to find in that movie. So, And no, I'm not going to watch the new one. Okay. It just came out. They didn't need to. Okay. They didn't need to do it, but they did. I'll so tell you what they did need to do. It. My sign number one, Home Alone 2. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, I think some of the... Some of the slapstick um, gets better in traps and, and and stuff that happens in Home Alone Two. Uh, I think that might be it. Might be better I than Home agree. Alone One from like a injury standpoint. I mean, Marv being electrocuted. Um, <laughs> One and, of the funny scenes and, in comedy in, in glowing skeleton. It's. It's so funny. I really hard. I know. About it is it. so funny. <laughs> it's so funny and falling through the hole and wow, wow, what a hole! Like that's one. That's I say that quote all the time. So yeah, Home Alone two. Um, yeah, it's my side number one. <laughs> Here, are you wearing cologne? <laughs> no, that's rope. kerosene. Why would anyone want to soak a rope in kerosene? <laughs> Just. Oh man, gets me every time. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna wrap this up with a rom com. Here we go. The holiday. Uh, oh, you're going the holiday. The holiday. Jude Law, Jack Black, Kate Winslet. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a beautiful rom com uh, centered around uh, Christmas. Uh, so Jack Black's phenomenal in it. So good. Uh, Dreamy. Yeah. The the romance between Cameron Diaz and and Jude Law. The tension. Mm. It's a great movie. Great movie. Mm. The old guy who wins the Oscars. That's true. Or goes to the Oscar. Just a beautiful relationship between Kate Winslet and yeah. him. And yeah. then somehow Jack Black bags. Dude, Kate if Jack Winslet. Black and Kate Winslet actually got together in real life, it'd be an unstoppable force. Mm -hmm. um, all right, side number two for me to wrap it up. Um, yeah, I'm going Christmas story. I'm going to Christmas story. Okay, classic. Uh, um, again. 
n- less slapstick comedy and just like little subtle, like Jabs. subtle things of, mm-hmm. of comedy that, that, um, make me laugh literally every single time mm-hmm. I, I watch the movie, every single time I see it. Um, when like, when the the kid brother is eating the mashed potatoes, uh, like after they open all the presents and there's just like shit and and a wrapping paper galore everywhere yeah, and nostalgia. Like, yeah, it, that is uh, pure nostalgia. The dad being like sixty, that actor, yeah, um, and just looking so old with um, his uh, two kids under ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean. So many funny moments from that movie. I love it, and it's very nostalgic. And uh, I, I watch it every single year. And I, and I love it. People watching for the first time too. The quotable, the yeah, the, the leg, the fragile, all of these things. Like, oh, that's that's where that comes from. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. That's where that comes from. So, yep. Uh, let's see. Off my list, some. Uh, I didn't have very many other ones. Jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Good though. movie. That's a classic. Polar Express. Um, is the worst. Tom Hanks. It's so terrible. Oh, I like it. I tried to watch it. I got 10 minutes in and I had to turn it off. Um, the, the animation doesn't make sense. Either yeah, be a cartoon or new, be realistic. It was, it was groundbreaking. It is garbage. Mm. It's terrifying. Mm. And the nerdy kid with the glasses is probably the worst character created in cinema history. I have never wanted to punch my TV more than when that kid talks. Okay. Um, so mission accomplished mission on accomplished. making that kid a punchable face yeah. and voice. Uh, Bad Santa is very good. <laughs> is Bad really Santa good. is very funny. Um, it definitely holds up. I love that movie. Um, the Santa Claus is a good movie. Tim, Tim Allen, Allen. Really good. Um, some other like kind of fringe ones. Trading Places. Very good movie. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd. Um, very, it's kind of centered. It takes place around Christmas time. Same with Just Friends, Ryan Reynolds. That's a good one. It's That's a good hilarious. one. Yeah. Um, Office Christmas Party is actually pretty funny. Really? Like Jason Bateman and I uh, see that then. TJ oh, Miller and, and um, I think Jennifer Aniston is in yeah. it. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny. I like TJ Miller. Um, all right. Then I might take uh, Love Actually. Sucks. <laughs> Terrible movie. <laughs> Don't need to Not go. Not going to watch it. Um, and then uh, I think I might watch that new one on HBO with Neil Patrick Harris. About like buying a Nintendo or something. Nope. Looks like it could be a good. Christmas I haven't seen movie. it. It's it's new. Okay. This season. So. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. If you want to do the Die Hard thing, go ahead. I don't care. I don't care it's to argue with you. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. It takes place on Christmas Eve. Great. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Good. I'm I'm all for all. Of yeah. That. So uh, I'm gonna get in the Christmas spirit this year more. Watch more Christmas movies. Do it. That's my goal. Do it. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, this week. Uh, we've got uh, got a fun guest next week talking a little uh, party arty, right? That's right. And uh, talking about the Nelson Atkins. So uh, can't wait for that. Uh, and so that'll do it for us this week. Uh, we'll see you around Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs>